Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your guy, Jay Raw, with another edition of the Jay Raw Wrestling Podcast for Friday, May 31st, the end of the month. This is episode five, coming to you live and direct on One Struggle Radio once again. Uh, last recording I had the chance to do was the uh, Ring of Honor New Japan. I uh, hope you guys had an opportunity to uh, listen to that. If not, you can go to uh, Castbox B-O-X, FM.com and you can get the latest um, review I did of um, Ring of Honor in uh, New Japan, but mainly just was a recap of uh, the best of the Super Juniors. All right, so, um, like I said, this is going on episode five. Uh, real quick, I want to shout out my big bro, DJ Hardcore from DJ Hardcore Productions. Tomorrow night, we got the showcase. Well, less than a couple hours, less than 24 hours. Got the showcase going down on 700 West Tabor Road. Make sure you guys come on out and support. Um also want to shout out my Russell K. brothers, uh, Geechee, a.k.a. Ace Porter, Dirty Case, Pat with the Facts, Mike B. Jones. Also want to shout out my man White, Yasmin, and everybody else that's in the group. All right, so pretty much if you've been up to episode five now, you guys are familiar with the format of the weekly podcast the way it works is i do the raw and smackdown highlights then i do touch on some real brief uh wwe news then after that i'll be um going into some um AEW news but i won't be pretty much uh going into some um uh, being the elite because due to the fact that I'm going to watch Double or Nothing, I figured I'll just do a review with uh, being the elite episode that was uh, Monday because it's kind of like ties into Double or Nothing. So I'll, I'm going to definitely make sure to watch Double or Nothing and then I'm going to do the review. All right. So. So without uh, further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into the raw highlights from this past Monday, which was May 28th, which was uh, Memorial Day. All right. So the show starts off with Kofi Kingston coming out to cut a promo on Brock Lesnar to cash in his money in the bank contract. Next, Seth Rollins come out and he cut the same promo on Lesnar until Lesnar finally comes out with Paul Heyman. Lesnar comes out with an altered Money in the Bank briefcase looking like a boombox. Lesnar starts dancing and trolling both champions until Seth Rollins leaves the ring. Once Rollins leaves, Lesnar and Heyman taunt Kofi till Dolph Ziggler comes out from behind an attack. Alright, so they come back from break and Dolph, they come back and Kofi Kingston is being held to the back by officials and Xavier Woods. Then Dolph comes back out and attacks Woods, 
but he makes the save again. Then they brawl into the ring and then back onto the floor as Ziggler bites on Woods' forehead. Fans try to rally for Woods, but Ziggler launches him into the barrier. Woods turns it back around after another minute, taking Ziggler into the crowd. Woods brings the brawl back over ringside area, but Ziggler decks him. Ziggler sends Woods face first into the steel ring steps. Ziggler grabs a chair and nails Woods in the back with it and again. Ziggler digs at Woods' eye and rolls him back into the ring. Ziggler with another big chair shot to the back in the middle of the ring. Ziggler wraps the chair around Woods' head, but here comes Kofi with the chair to make the save. Then Ziggler retreats. Kofi hits the corner to yell out to Ziggler, and then we go back to commercial with Kofi raising the chair in the air. Alright, so we come back from break and Kofi Kingston is in the ring with Xavier Woods. Then Dolph comes back out onto the stage with the mic. Dolph said he thought he knew Kofi, but Kofi has been wasting his time on Brock Lesnar cashing in when he should be worried about Ziggler. Ziggler says in 11 days at WWE Super Showdown, he will get a title shot. He will get a shot at the title. And he needs Kofi to celebrate like he's never celebrated for the next 11 days because he's the best champion, WWE champion, that Ziggler can remember. Ziggler says every time he sees the WWE title on Kofi, it reminds him that it should have been him. Of course, fans boo. Ziggler goes on about admiring Kofi and how he's defended Kofi when people called him a B-plus player. Ziggler wonders what will happen when Kofi doesn't have the title and when Ziggler takes it, what will happen to the fans who look up to him. Ziggler says it took a little longer than he wanted to, but it should have been him getting a title shot at WrestleMania 35. Ziggler says at Super Showdown, it'll be him. And Ziggler walks to the back while Kofi raises the WWE title in the air. And fans fans chant for Kofi now. Alright, so Cole says that AJ Styles is injured and has been replaced in tonight's Fatal 4-Way Elimination match by Baron Corbin. The Miz, Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman are all also in the match that will determine Seth Rollins' opponent for the Super Showdown. Alright, so next we see the Usos hosting a Memorial Day block party outside the arena under a tent. EC3 looks thrilled to be there. Dana Brooke and the Lucia house party are having fun. The Usos mention everyone is invited except for the revival. Drake Maverick is looking for the WWE 24-7 champion truth. The Usos welcome everybody. Alright, so we have Charlie Caruso and she's backstage with Shane McMahon, revealing that he will be in action tonight. Shane says he's ready to beat his opponent like he will beat Roman Reigns at Super Showdown. Then we see Drew McIntyre standing there. 
Then Shane walks off with Drew as he asks if he's ready. Alright, so next we go to the ring and out comes Shane McMahon with Drew McIntyre. Shane stops and backs up and backs up to the ramp, motioning for Drew to come back to the stage with him. They return to the backstage area and we go to commercial for another awkward moment. Back from break and Cole leads us to a video package for Triple H versus Randy Orton at Super Showdown. Then we come back to Shane in the ring with McIntyre. Shane talks about his feud between the McMahons and the Samoans and how it goes back to respect. Shane says respect was ingrained into him at a very early age, but it wasn't for Roman Reigns, which he explains why he should why he could strike Vince McMahon. Shane goes on about the Samoans, naming everyone from Peter Maivia to The Rock to the Wild Samoan and others. Shane says he might knows that the WWE Hall of Famer Alpha and Sika better than Reigns. Shane said he's not going to disparage the Wild Samoans because that's not in him. Shane says his dad was always there to clean up after Offensika's mistakes. Shane says he's here to represent the McMahon family and he's ready to fight. The question is, who from the Samoan dynasty will come down the ramp to face him now? And then we take another commercial break. We come back from commercial break and indie star Lance Anawahi is in the ring. He's the son of Sambo. The bell rings, then Lance ends up on the outside as McIntyre rams him into the apron and the barrier back and forth. Shane taunts him on the mic from the ring as McIntyre can, continues to destroy Lance on the outside. Shane tells Drew to throw Lance in the ring. He calls for the bell. The bell rings and Shane goes to work on Reigns' cousins with strikes. Reigns tries to fight out the corner, but Shane tries to turn back around. Shane with more strikes now, and Lance finally nails a big drop kick for a pop. Shane catches a super kick and delivers an elbow to the jaw. Shane works Lance over on the mat now, and Shane applies a triangle submission, and Lance taps for the finish. And there you have it. Shane McMahon goes over Lance and Oahe. All right, so we go back to the ring, and then out comes Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman, and then the Money in the Bank briefcase. There's a referee waiting in the ring. Heyman introduces himself and says Lesnar has requested the referee to be out here. Heyman says that Lesnar is now ready to announce who will be cashing, who he will be cashing in his contract on. The music interrupts and Heyman comes out. The universe and the Universal Champion Seth Rollins comes out. <clears throat> Sorry. Rollins hits the ring and trash Lesnar for making a mockery of the title that he works hard for every day. Lesnar says it's something about a beatboxing, which I'll say <laughs> just replaced the W with a B <laughs> to Rollins. Rollins calls him a joke. 
Rollins threatens to stomp him, stomp his head right now. Rollins said Lesnar used to be the most feared man in combat sports, but now he's a coward hiding behind Heyman and the shell of his former self. Rollins says now Lesnar has the chance to prove himself wrong. Rollins taunts Lesnar to cash in. Heyman starts reading out the contract. Lesnar snatches it and asks him how long the contract is for again. Heyman says for one year. Lesnar smacks Heyman with the contract. Heyman says he didn't know. Lesnar takes the mic and says, I have a whole year. Then he laughs and wonders why he has to make a decision now. Lesnar tells Rollins to go screw himself. Lesnar drops the mic and leaves with the briefcase. Heyman follows as Lesnar's music hits. Apparently, Lesnar is just finding out now that the briefcase was good for one year. Rollins watches as they walk up the ramp. Alright, so next you have Carmella suddenly enters the ring from the crowd. Alright. Then the 24, the WWE 24 Sam, mm, the WWE 24-7 champion, <laughs> R-Truth is right behind with superstars chasing him. Eric Young rolls him up for a two count. Then Drake Maverick, Lou Gallows, Carl Anderson, Mojo Rawley, and others are trying to get their hands on Truth. Truth runs all through the crowd with Carmelo on his back. Superstars chasing him. Cole sends us backstage to AJ Styles and Charlie Caruso. Charlie, um, excuse me, Caruso mentioned his injury in that we'll see Baron Corbin replace him in tonight's main event. She asked what happened. AJ said he felt the pop in his lower back during the match with Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. AJ says he doesn't want to take anything away from Rollins because he beat him fair. AJ says he wanted to compete tonight to earn another title shot, but that's not going to happen. She asked how long he'll be out, and he mentions more tests that needed to be done. AJ goes to walk. AJ goes on to talk about what the doctors said, but Corbin suddenly attacks him and lays him down. Corbin stands over Styles as the trainer checks on him, yelling Corbin to get out. All right, so next we go to the ring. And out comes the Raw Woman Champion, the man, Becky Lynch, to a pop. And still to come, another Firefly Funhouse segment from Bray Wyatt. Then we go back to commercial. All right, when we come back to commercial, we have a match between Becky Lynch and Nikki Cross versus the Iconics. All right, so we come back from break and Nikki Cross waits with Becky as the woman, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, the Iconics, come out for their non-title match. Cross starts off with Billy Kay, but Peyton Royce quickly comes in. Cross dodges a few shots and settles down with Royce as they go at it. Royce takes another, takes Cross to the mat now. Cross turns it around for a two count. Royce keeps control and shuts down another comeback attempt. Royce mocks Becky now. 
Cross fights Royce off and takes her down by the arm. Cross ends up taking both opponents down on the outside. Cross heads back to the apron and leaps, taking the Iconics back down on the floor with the crossbody. And then we go to commercial. Okay. We come back from break and Kay is going at it with Cross now. Kay taunts Becky and kicks at her while keeping Cross in a headlock. Becky finally gets the hot tag as Royce also comes in. Becky fights off Royce fights Royce off and knocks Kay down to knocks Kay off the apron. Lynch with more offense to Royce, including the Black Splitter. Lynch with forearms and stops to Royce in the corner now. Becky comes off the second rope with a leg drop, but Kay breaks the pin. Kay tosses Becky into the corner. Cross runs in, but Kay drops her with a big boot. The Iconics double-team Becky with a knee, and Royce covers her for a close two-count. Royce argues with the referee. Becky counters and pulls Royce down into a disarmor. Cross takes her out on the outside. Royce rolls Becky for a two count, but Becky comes right back and drops Royce with the man slam for the pin to win. And there you have it. Becky Lynch and Nikki Cross going over the Iconics. Alright, so we go back to the Usos block party outside the arena. And Tamina Snuka confronts Naomi, and it looks like they're going to fight. But then they laugh and hug. They, then the arrival appears. They thank the Usos for fighting them, but the Usos says that they, they said that they weren't. Naomi says she invited them because they need to squash their beef. And what better place than this block party? There's still some tension between the two teams as the party continues. Alright, so we got Ricochet and Cesaro. Alright, so we go to the ring and out comes Ricochet. And then Cesaro is next. Cole confirms both superstars are for the 50-man battle royal at the WWE Super Showdown. Alright, so the bell rings and they go right at it. Ricochet with a big takedown out of the corner. Cesaro rolls Ricochet for a pen attempt. Cesaro with the knee to the gut. Ricochet comes back and hits an Ngazuri. Ricochet runs the ropes and leap out to the floor, taking Cesaro down. And then we go back we go back to commercial. We come back with more back and forth from the break. Cesaro is with the two count. Cesaro with more offense and an elbow drop for a two count. Ricochet fights back with the elbow now. Ricochet counters. Ricochet with the counter. Ricochet blocks with the big uppercut. And then Ricochet counters with a shot to the jaw. Ricochet with a big thrust in the corner and a springboard attack from the apron. Ricochet with the two count. Then Ricochet comes right back with the standing shooting star press for another close two count. Ricochet pulls Cesaro to the corner for an attempt for a 630 attempt. He goes to the top, but Cesaro jumps 
with the big uppercut. Jumps up with the big uppercut. Excuse me. <laughs> Cesaro with another running uppercut into the corner while Ricochet is up top. Cesaro climbs for a superplex. Ricochet counters mid-move with a knee to the head. Ricochet takes Cesaro's knee out and he goes down. Ricochet goes back to the top and hits a 630, but is forced to roll through as Cesaro moves. Cesaro rocks Ricochet with a big uppercut from the second rope. Ricochet still knocks out, kicks out at two. Cesaro with the torture rack now, but Ricochet counters, but Cesaro stops it. Ricochet counters the powerbomb attempt again with the big destroyer, but Cesaro kicks out at two. Cesaro runs into a big boot, but it sends Ricochet out of the ring. Ricochet ends up fighting back with a nice counter and a herd of Karana, takedown from the apron, holding it down for the pin to win out of nowhere. And there you have it, Ricochet going over on Cesaro. Alright, so... After the match, you have Ricochet stand tall as his music plays, and then we go to replays. Then still to come is the Fatal 4-Way Elimination Match. Alright, so Cole still shows us from the controversial finish from Rey Mysterio's United States, champ- United States title win over Samoa Joe and Money in the Bank. Then we also see post-match an attack from Joe. Cole says Ray will be here next week to relinquish the title due to the separated shoulder. Then Joe Music hits and out comes, out he comes to the announce table. Then Joe says Ray is coming to Raw next week to do the right thing by relinquishing the title. Joe says he'll be waiting to take what's back, what always been rightfully his. Alright, so still to come, Corey Graves hosts his electric chair Q&A segment with Sami Zayn. Alright, and then we go back to commercial. We come back from break and we see the revival and the Usos go at it in a game of cornhole at the block party outside. Then we get a backstage promo from The Miz to address tonight's Fatal 4-Way match. We also get a few words from Braun Strowman on the match too. Alright, so then we have the Fatal 4-Way Elimination Match with Braun Strowman, The Miz, Baron Corbin, and Bobby Lashley. Alright, so we go to the ring and out comes Braun Strowman as Mike Rome does the introductions. And the winner of this match will become the new number one contender to the WWE Universal Champion Seth Rollins for a match at Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. The Miz is out next, followed by Baron Corbin, who gets a grand introduction. Bobby Lashley is out last, and we get pre-recorded comments from him. Lashley says he's been playing around since, since returning, but that changes now. Then we go back to commercial before the match begins. Alright, so we come back from break, and the match is underway. Miz clothesline Corbin out to the floor, but he also ends up on the outside. Lashley and Strowman face off before going at it. Lashley sends Strowman sends Braun back with shoulders, but he comes right back with the power move. Strowman brings Lashley to one knee, but Corbin decks Strowman from behind. 
Corbin and Lashley take turns on Strowman now, sending him to the corner for the double team. Miz launches himself but lands on his feet. Corbin catches him with a deep six for a close two count. Corbin can't believe he kicked out again. Strowman comes back in and goes to work on Lashley and Corbin, hitting him with hitting them with multiple splashes in the corner. Strowman takes them both out for a pop. They go on the floor to regroup. Strowman goes to the floor and stand Miz, slams Miz on the apron, then runs over Lashley. Strowman keeps running in, running, and sends Strowman flying into the timekeeper's arena. Lashley comes out flying out of nowhere and takes Strowman down off the apron. Excuse me. Strowman goes for a power slam on the floor, but Lashley slides out and charges. But Strowman sends him over the barrier into the crowd. Strowman follows Lashley into the crowd now. Lashley brawls with Strowman through the crowd into the backstage area. Miz is laid out in the middle of the ring. Corbin comes in but rolls out for a two count. Miz with another close pin attempt. Miz unloads with kicks, backing, for, backing Corbin into the corner. Miz with double knees into the corner and another set of running knees. Miz charges again, but Corbin catches him with the end of days. Corbin covers for the pin and the win as Strowman and Lashley were apparently counted out. And the winner and new number one contender is Baron Corbin. Which everybody was pissed. <laughs> Alright, so after the match, Cole confirms that Corbin versus Seth Rollins for Super Soul for Super Showdown. <laughs> Corbin stands tall while Miz is laid out on the floor. Alright, we're back from commercial and we get another look at the Usos block party. They have words with the revival when the WWE 24-7 champion R-Truth runs in. Other superstars are trying to take the title. Lou Gallows and Carl Anderson takes out Drake Maverick. A big brawl breaks out under the tent. Truth managed to escape with the title as other superstars chase him. Okay, so we cut to the new Firefly Funhouse segment with Bray Wyatt. Wyatt is talking to a group of kids once again. Wyatt asks if we like his recent secret. Wyatt calls the monster the fiend. But he says he's alright because he's here to protect us. Abby the witch there is there and Wyatt accuses her of bullying him. Wyatt ends up playing a game of limbo with two kids who are holding the stick. I says he will always light the way, but all we have to do is let him in. Wyatt turns upside down like he used to, and he crawls under the stick, and that's the end of the segment. All right. So we go to the ring for Corey Graves' first ever electric chair Q&A segment. Graves says nothing is off limits, and the Q&A is uncensored, with questions coming from the fans. Graves says no one with the questions before they are asked. No one knows the questions before they are asked. (laughs) 
Sammy enters the ring and Graves is headed down after him. We see an actual electric chair sitting in the middle of the ring. Then we go back to commercial. So we come back from break and Cole confirms that Kofi Kingston and Kevin Owen is for SmackDown. All right. We go to the ring and Corey Graves is in it with Sami Zayn in the electric chair. In the electric chair. Graves explains his new segment and says no matter how controversial, no question from the fans is off limits. Graves welcomes his first guest and most boo Sammy. Graves asks if he's ready for the electric chair. And Sammy takes a seat. Graves calls on Charlie Caruso, who is in the crowd with a fan named Eric. He asks Sammy when is his retirement date. Some fans boo the question. Sammy asks if the man's father and mother are related. Graves call on Kayla Braxton, who is in the crowd with a younger fan. She asks if he misses teaming with Becky Lynch on the Mixed Match Challenge. She throws a duh at the fans and laughs. Sammy asks where her parents are. Graves goes to call on Sheriff Schreiber for another question in the crowd. Sammy makes reference to Seth Rollins dating Becky. Sarah is with a fan who wants to know what it's like to have Brock Lesnar destroy you. <laughs> Sammy says he'd rather come punch the fan in the face than answer that question. <laughs> Sammy says he's not going to, be going to because the man wouldn't have the balls to fight back. He'd just sue him because that's what Americans do. Sammy says this is real disappointing because these fans could have asked him anything. Grave calls on Charlie Caruso, who's with another fan. He asks why Sammy hasn't won the Universal title yet. Sammy said these people really have to step it up. Sammy says they could that he could win the title at any time he wants to, but he's not interested right now. He'd rather hold the fans accountable. Sammy said they can ask him anything. Even about AEW. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> Fans gasp at the mention. The music interrupts and out comes Seth Rollins. Rollins enters the ring and tosses the electric chair the electric chair out. Sammy retreats to the floor, but he will be wrestling Rollins next, and we go to commercial. Alright, so we have Seth Rollins versus Sami Zayn. We're back from breaking this non-title match is underway. We see Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman staying, still hanging out backstage. Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn go at it at the start. They end up on the floor with Rollins taking control. Rollins works Sami over on the outside and brings it back in. But Sami nails a clothesline to turn it around. Sammy continues to work Rollins around the ring, covering for a few pin attempts. Rollins looks to turn around, but Sammy takes him back outside on the outside, and then we go back to commercial. Alright, we're back from break, and Sammy has control of Rollins. He keeps him grounded in the middle of the ring. Rollins fights back, and they trade shots as the fans rally for Rollins. Sammy drops Rollins for a close two count. They trade counters. 
Sammy with back elbows. Rollins floors Sammy with a big kick, but they both go down in the middle of the ring. Rollins comes back and hits a sling bleed. Rollins comes out of the corner with a blockbuster, but Sammy retreats to the floor as the referee counts. Rollins runs the ropes and hits a big suicide dive. Rollins runs the ropes again for another dive, sending Sammy back to the floor. Roll Rollins sells a knee injury on the ramp as we get a replay of the dive. Rollins brings Sammy back into the ring and goes for a buckle bomb, but his knees go out. Sammy drops Rollins on his head with the DDT for a close two count. Sammy looks to keep control, but Rollins sends him to the turnbuckle and then connects with the super kick. Sammy counters a kick and rolls Rollins up with a figure four in the middle of the ring. Rollins tries to counter, but Sammy gets it locked in. Rollins finally reverses the submission, but Sammy makes it to the bottom rope to break it. Sammy tries for the injured knee again. Rollins avoids it with a blue thunder bomb and hits an Igazuri. Sammy goes on and hits the knee, allowing him to hit the blue thunder bomb for a close two count. Sammy slaps Rollins around the corner now. Sammy takes Rollins to the top for a superplex as fans cheers Rollins on. Rollins blocks the superplex and sends Sammy to the mat. Rollins stands up and delivers the frog slash, but Sammy gets part of his knees up. Rollins still kicks out at two. Sammy and Rollins trade shots in the middle of the ring now. Sammy takes Rollins' knee out again. Rollins ends him out. Rollins ends him out on the floor, but then he runs back in. Rollins catches Sammy with a stomp but he's slow to make the cover. Rollins waits for the pin to come back as he hits the stomp, connecting better this time. Rollins covers for the pin to win. And there you have it, Sammy, uh, Seth Rollins going over on Sami Zayn. All right, so after the match, Rollins stands tall and his music hits. We go to replays, and then Rollins stands tall with the title as Raw go off. All right, so there you have it, folks. That was the Raw highlights. For May 28th. Alright, I'm going to take a little water break. Because that was... Whew, it seemed like I didn't even take a breath. <laughs> that was a lot. So I'm going to go ahead and do the SmackDown highlights. And then we'll take a... We'll do WWE News. Then take a break and go into AEW. And then do a quick editorial. And that's it. Alright. So just 20 seconds. Alright, hold on peoples. a little thirst there. Alright, reason why I just took a little break because I wanted to keep things rolling. Going to the SmackDown highlights because I want to try to keep this less than two hours. And the only reason this ain't going to be two hours because y'all know last week's episode I did the review of Money in the Bank. Alright. 
So, in addition to BTE being the lead episode and a double or nothing, so at least this episode is a lot shorter than last week. <laughs> All right, so uh, these are the SmackDown highlights for May 29th, 2019. All right, so SmackDown opens up with a video package of showing how Dolph Ziggler returned to attack the WWE champion Kofi Kingston last week and then we're live in in the Bach Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma as Tom Phillips welcome us he's joined by Corey Graves and Byron Saxon alright so we start off with the match different from Raw and the match was Kevin Owens versus Kofi Kingston all right, so we go right to the ring for a Money in the Bank rematch as Kevin Owens makes his way out. Then we get a video package showing what led to this feud. Owens takes the mic and says he was going to kick SmackDown off with the Kevin Owens show, but he couldn't think of any other, anything worse than being in the middle of the ring in Oklahoma to give the KO show to people who aren't worthy. And, of course, fans boo. Owens goes on and says he has nothing to do with the attack that injured Big E again last week. Owens says that he's a good person and would never do that. And a you suck chance breaks out now. Owens says he's a good person and would never do that. All right. So Owens goes on about what the New Day can blame him for including Dolph Ziggler win over Kofi Kingston at Super Showdown next week which will happen because of what Owens does to Kofi tonight Owens goes on a rant and asks Tom mm, sorry let me. Owens goes on a rant and Tom asks if we can get to the match Owens mentions Ziggler can thank him by giving him a title shot. Owens is finally interrupted by the music as we get the WWE champion making his way to the ring, selling the attack from last night's Raw as fans cheer him on. Kofi takes the mic and repeats himself about how Owens needs to stop lying. Kofi says Owens is not a good person and he's a liar. Kofi goes on with a lengthy promo about how he will be making Owens pay for everything tonight. The bell finally rings and Kofi unloads on Owens to take control. Owens fight back. Mm. Owens fights back and turn around, but Kofi rocks him and back to the mat. Kofi works Owens over until Kofi counters and drops him. Owens stomps away and keeps Kofi down. We go to commercial with Owens standing tall and playing to the crowd for the heat while Kofi is down. We're back from break and Owens has Kofi down to the outside. Owens returns to the ring to pose. Owens goes back out and hits the senton to to Kofi on the floor. Owens pays to the crowd some more and brings back and forth for a two count. Owens works Kofi over some more and 
talk trash while keeping him grounded in the middle of the ring. Owens delivers a big clothesline and stands tall over Kofi as fans boo. Owens with another two count. Owens keeps Kofi grounded on the mat. Again, Kofi fights up and out, but but Owens rocks him and knocks him back to the mat. Owens tries to rip Kofi's sneakers off again, but Kofi kicks him and stuns him. Excuse me. Kofi continues to fight back, but Owens hits him. Owens charges, and Kofi sends him over the top rope to the floor. Kofi with another shot from the ring. Kofi runs the ropes and leaps out, taking Owens down onto the floor from a big pop. Kofi brings Owens back into the ring and blocks the right hand. Owens blocks the SOS, and Kofi blocks the stunner. Kofi blocks a super kick and hit the XOS for a close two count. Owens sends Kofi into the corner but runs into boots. Owens ends up blocking a shot and sending Kofi out flying out of the ring, landing hard on the floor. Kofi sells the landing as we go back to commercial. Then we're back from the break and Owens remains in control. Owens ends up dropping Kofi on his head on the floor again. Owens with more offense now. Owens with a second frog splash from the top, but he still can't put Kofi away. Owens goes back to the top, but Kofi kicks him in the head. Kofi rocks Owens a few times and climbs up. Kofi with more shots to the back up to the top as fans cheer him on. Kofi goes for the superplex, but Owens fights black. Owens heads but Kofi to the mat. Then Owens follows up with a big top rope senton, but Kofi still kicks out at two. Owens can't believe it. Owens goes for a pop-up powerbomb, but Kofi counters. Kofi comes right back with Trouble in Paradise out of nowhere for the pin to win this non-title match. And there you have it, Kofi Kingston going over on Kevin Owens. All right, and then after the match, Kofi raises the WWE title in the air as his music hits. We see Dolph Ziggler backstage watching the celebration, then we go to replays. All right, we see Shane McMahon, Elias, and Drew McIntyre backstage talking. Corey says tonight Shane tonight is Shane McMahon Appreciation Night. <laughs> All right, so Carmella and the W the WWE 24/7 champion R Truth are backstage. Truth talks about how the people have been chasing him everywhere since he's won the title and even at the dentist's office. Truth hears someone coming and runs away with Carmella on his back. The camera, cuts, the camera cuts to Drake Maverick backstage hunting for truth, po- posting his wanted flyers everywhere. He walks down the hall as truth comes out of the door with Carmella, the same door Drake just posted a flyer on. Alright, so we go back to the ring and out comes the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Daniel Bryan and Rowan as Greg Hamilton does the introductions. Then we go back to commercial. 
All right, so we come back from break, and Tom touts that WWE's 1 billion social media followers and the sonic fact of the night moment. All right, so then we go to the ring, and Caleb Braxton has the mic with Brian and Rowan. They have requested this time, and she asked what they wanted the WWE universe to know. Brian says that the WWE tag division is a joke. A bad joke. Not a joke that makes you laugh, but the one that makes you cringe. Brian says Rowan has a joke. Rowan says, knock knock, to Braxton, and she says, who's there? Rowan says, the SmackDown Tag Team Division. And she says, the SmackDown Tag Team Division who? Exactly, says Rowan. Brian goes on about how they have a mission and a purpose and they will be the greatest tag team in history and that they will continue to save the planet. Brian knocks the fans for eating animals during Memorial Day weekend. Brian says those fat humans didn't realize that they were eating an intelligent pig named Wiggles or while they were shoving hamburgers in their mouths that they didn't realize that they were eating a nurturing cow named Wilbur. Brian goes on and says the people of Oklahoma are worse than anybody. Brian also knocks Oklahoma for being the leaders in fracking and deep oil drilling and says that's what's causing earthquakes. Brian says if Braxton wants to know about their mission statement, here it is. Save the tag team division and save the planet because he and Rowan are the planet's tag team champions. <laughs> Braxton says she's heard that there are some tag teams that want to challenge them. Brian asks who? Then the music hits and out comes Heavy Machinery's Tucker and Rowan. Oh, did it again, y'all. There we go. All right, so... We see the we see the SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey backstage warming up for her match with Lacey Evans. All right, so boom, we go backstage and Sonya Deville picks up a new copy of Muscle and Fitness hers magazine with Mandy Rose on the cover. They walk off and they start handing out copies of magazines to people backstage, including the WWE Women's Tag Team Champion, The Iconics. They walk up on Amber Moon as she's reading a book, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. <laughs> they mock her and dump a bunch of magazines in her lap, then walk off. All right, and then we go back to commercial. Alright, so we come back from commercial and it's Mandy Rose, Mandy Rose versus Carmella is next. They lock up and Rose strikes first. Then they show off her new magazine cover. Rose talks trash as Carmella tosses the magazine. Carmella goes to work on Rose now as Sonya Deville looks on from the ringside. Carmella unloads on Rose in the corner as the referee warns her. Rose rocks Carmella and turns it around. Rose with shots in the corner now as the referee counts. 
Rose takes Carmella down and keep her grounded in the middle of the ring. DeVille shows off Rose's magazine cover to the crowd. Carmella fights up and out with the jawbreaker. Carmella with the two count. Rose ends up leveling Carmella with the big flying knee for a close two count. Rose can't believe it and covers for another quick pin attempt. Carmella counters and takes Rose down with the Huracarana. Carmella drops Rose in the corner and then moonwalks for a pop. Carmella with a, bron- bust- a Bronco Buster in the corner for a two count. DeVille hits the apron and distracts Carmella with the magazine. Rose takes advantage of the distraction and moves in, but Carmella sees her and goes for a kick. Rose blocks it and gets the win with the roll-up. And there you have it, Mandy Rose going over on Carmella. All right, then after the match, Rose and DeVille celebrates as the music hits. We go to replays. Carmella looks on from the ring as Rose and DeVille go back up the ramp. All right, so the camera cuts backstage to Ginger Mahal attacking the WWE 24-7 champion. Our truth as the referee watches. Truth turns, turns it around and fights Ginger off. We see a large group of superstars chasing Truth, including Matt Hardy and some of the Cruiserweeds. Drake Maverick finally finds Truth and chases him. Alright, so we go to the ring and out comes Shane McMahon, Elias and Drew McIntyre for Shane McMahon Appreciation Night celebration. Then we go back to commercial. We go we come back from break and we get another pre-recorded crypto cryptic promo from Alistair back backstage. Black says he gets it. People are simply waiting for him to throw out a name to pick a fight with someone, anyone. But there's lies are conundrum. Black says he's sitting here waiting patiently for someone, anyone to pick a fight with him. All right, so we go back to the ring, and Shane, Elias, and McIntyre are waiting. The ring is cut. The ring is covered with a red cover for Shane McMahon Appreciation Night. Hamilton gives Shane a grand give Shane's give Shane a grand introduction. <laughs> Shane says Drew came up with the idea of Shane McMahon Appreciation Night. And he was hesitant at first because he doesn't see himself as a hero. Shane says he doesn't do what he does for a trophy or celebration. He enjoys his life. He enjoys being out here in the front of the fans. And quite frankly, he's really just a humble man. Shane said he came back home to help run his family's business. And he's satisfied with looking out and seeing smiles on faces. Shane says they have a little something here to ensure that when SmackDown goes off the air, there'll be smiles on your faces, whether you're here live or here watching at home. 
Shane calls for a video to be played and it shows highlights from his WWE career. Shane gives props to the production team and then name drops Kevin Dunn. Some fans boo and Shane says there's no reason to boo. Shane mentions Roman Reigns and how he beats down how he beat down Lance in Hawaii last night on Raw. Shane says Reigns Reigns thinks he's the big dog and can go around doing what he wants, and that's not the case. Shane says WWE has been putting food on the table of Roman Reigns' family for years. Reigns goes on and says he's going to be some respect to. Mm. Sorry. I guess that meant to say Shane goes on and says he's going to beat some respect in the reins at WWE Super Showdown. Then Elias says Shane's speech was powerful. Very nice. Elias says he wrote Shane a song for the special night. He begins performing a song which praises Shane as the best in the world. Then the WWE 24-7 champion R-Truth comes running into the ring from the crowd. Then Drake Maverick is right behind him with the referee. Truth drops Drake in the ring and covers him for the pin to retain the title. Truth starts celebrating the title defense as music plays. Shane, Elias, and McIntyre stare Truth down now. Shane can't believe what just happened. The triple team attack on Truth begins now. Shane and Elias launch Truth into a Claymore kick from McIntyre. Elias covers Truth to win the WWE 24-7 title. And there you have it. The winner and new WWE 24-7 champ, Elias. After the pin, Elias raised the title and posed with it as his music hits. A referee checks on Truth. Shane says Truth just gave him an idea. Shane announces Elias and McIntyre versus Truth and Reigns for tonight's show. Shane also says he's suspending the 24-7 rule for now because he needs Elias to stay focused on the match. So no one can attack Elias until the match is over. Shane wishes good luck to Truth and raises Elias' arm with the title in the air. Alright, then Kayla Braxton is backstage with Lacey Evans who came over tonight under the WWE wildcard rule. Charlotte Flair is with her and says it's tea time with the two as they run down the Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch and the SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey. Evans says she's about to send Bailey back to where she belongs. Evans and Flair toss, um, excuse me, Evans and Flair toast each other and sip tea and sip their tea as the segment ends. Alright, so next up we have Bailey versus Basie um we have Bailey versus Lacey Evans. You can tell I might be getting sleepy, but I'm not. I'm doing this for y'all because I love y'all. Alright. So now we go to the ring and out comes SmackDown Woman Champion Bailey for a non-title match. Then we go back to commercial. Alright, we're back from break and out comes Charlotte Flair to join the announcers for commentary. Then Lacey Evans is out next. The bell rings and they go at it from the start. 
Evans control. Evans takes control and slams Bailey by her head. Evans uses the bottom ropes on Bailey as the referee warns her. Bailey turns it around for a close two count. More back and forth now. Evans draws Bailey with an elbow and covers her for a two count. Evans sends Bailey out on the floor in front of the announcers. Flair stands up and walk around, walks over for a closer look, but doesn't want to strike. And then, of course, we go to commercial. <laughs> we come back from commercial break, and Bailey is trying to turn it around, turn around in the ring. Bailey drops Evans for a pen attempt. Evans comes back with another pen attempt. Evan, Evans wasted some time and shows off while Bailey is down. Excuse me. Evans with the power move in the corner for another two count. Evans shows some frustration as she goes back to work on Bailey. Evans tries to strike from the apron, but Bailey rocks her for a pop. Bailey with another shot to knock Evans off the apron to the floor. Bailey runs around the ring and jumps through the turnbuckle, taking Evans down. Bailey with the clothesline on the floor now, a fans pop and Flair looks on. Bailey tosses Evan in the ring and it turns into the attack. Turns. Mm. Bailey tosses Evans in the ring and turns to attack Flair. Flair chases her back into the ring but stops. This leads to Evans rolling up Bailey, rolling Bailey up in the ring for a close two count. But Bailey comes right back with a pin of her own for the non-title win. And there you have it, Bailey going over Lacey Evans. All right, then after the match, Bailey retreats with the title as Flair hits the ring. Flair talks trash while Bailey raises the title from ringside. Then we go to replays. Evans comes from behind and attacks Flair, beating her down. Flair levels Evans with a big boot. Bailey watches her from ringside and smiles. Flair talks some trash and goes for Evans again as the referee gets between them. Bailey laughs from the ramp as her music starts back up. All right. Then we get an announcement that The Undertaker will be next week on Raw. Then we get a video package for Randy Orton versus Triple H at WWE Super Showdown. All right, next, Sheriff Schreiber is backstage with Andrade and Selena Vega asking about his Super Showdown match against the Demon King, Finn Balor, for his WWE Intercontinental title. Sarah shows us last week's backstage promo from Balor. Andrade says Balor will find his true demon when he steps to Andrade. Alright, so next we have Roman Reigns and R-Truth going up against Drew McIntyre and Elias. Alright, so we go to the ring and out comes Roman Reigns for tonight's main event. And then of course we go to commercial. All right, we come back from break, and then we get a replay of last night's Firefly Funhouse segment on Raw, 
where Bray Wyatt reveals the name of his new bizarre mask persona, The Fiend. He also walks upside down to close the segment. Alright, so now we go back to the ring and Reigns waits for R-Truth to make his way out, selling the attack from earlier. The WWE 24-7 champion Elias and Drew McIntyre suddenly attack from behind. Shane McMahon is with them. Reigns comes to the ramp to make the save, but Reigns sends Drew into the ring post. Reigns rocks Elias into the barrier. Reigns brings Elias into the ring, and the bell rings. Reigns mounts Elias in the corner with right hands as fans count along. Shane gets on the apron to distract Reigns, allowing Elias to turn it around. Drew tags in and goes to work on Reigns in the corner now. Drew stomps on Reigns while he's down. Drew keeps Reigns down and covers for a two count. Elias tags back in and keeps Reigns grounded as Shane watches from ringside. Reigns ends up catching Elias with a Samoan drop. Drew tags in as Truth also tags in. Truth rocks Elias on the apron, but it turns around to Glasgow's kiss headbutt from Drew. Drew sends Drew to the floor and works him over. Drew slams Drewth back over the edge of the apron. Then we go back to commercial. We're back from break and Drewth and Drew We're back from break and Truth rocks Elias in the middle of the ring. They go at it and Elias lands a clothesline. Shane dances around ringside. Then Drew tags in for a quick double team. Drew works over, works Truth over in the corner and tosses him overhead across the ring for a two count. Drew keeps the attack going on Truth as Range watches from the apron. Elias comes back for a double team on Drew. Elias keeps Truth down in the middle of the ring and rocks him back in the corner. Truth tries to fight out the corner but they keep him there with Drew tagging him back in. Drew drops Truth with a big chop. Drew keeps grounded on the mm, Drew keeps Truth grounded on the mat and works him over there now. Drew sends Truth back to the corner and pounds on him with strikes. Elias joins in and the referee warns him. Elias runs into the ring post as Truth moves. Truth sends Drew over the top rope onto the floor as fan pop for the comeback. Truth crawls to the corner as Rain waits. Reigns gets the hot tag and fans pop for him. Reigns unloads on Elias and level him with clotheslines. Reigns rocks off the apron. Reigns with big shots to Elias in the corner as fans count along with him. Reigns with the big right hand. Reigns rocks Drew off the apron again with the Superman punch this time. Elias gets sent off the apron to the floor. Reigns runs around and hits a drive-by on Elias for the pop. 
Shane comes back from behind. Mm, Shane comes from behind, but Reigns nails him in the face with the right hand. Drew comes with the Claymore attempt on Reigns, but misses. Shane retreats now. Reigns is back in the ring with Elias now. Reigns delivers the spears and cover him for the win. And there you have it. Roman Reigns and R-Truth go over on Drew McIntyre and Elias. Now after the match, Reigns hits as he checks on Truth in the corner. Reigns hits another spear on Elias after the match. Then Truth crawls over and covers Elias to take back the WWE 24-7 title. And then Truth is wins and is the new 24-7 WWE champion. Alright? Then after the pin, Rain stands tall with Truth and raises his arm in the air and the Truth music hits. Shane and McIntyre look on from the stage talking trash and Reigns look out with Truth from the ring. And then SmackDown goes off the air with Reigns and Truth standing tall. And there you have it, folks. That is the SmackDown results for Tuesday, May 29th, 2019. All right, folks. So, he was able to go through Raw SmackDown. And it didn't feel too, too bad going through it this time. <laughs> I'm just taking another quarter, a quick water break, and then I'm going to WWE news and then take a real, uh, no one about 30, 45 second break, and then we'll go into AE news, and then I'll do an editorial, and that'll be the episode. All right. So just give about 15 seconds and get a little swig real quick. Hold on. Like I said, we're going to get into some WWE news, just uh, some real quick topics. Just wanted to, um, you know, discuss on tonight's episode. Um, first one is it's been announced that AOP is scheduled to return soon from injury, according to John Pollock. They would have been back sooner, but due to the wild card um, rule taking place and it taking up a lot of TV time so I'm, I'm really looking forward to um, AOP coming back they're one of my they're definitely in my top 10 of tag teams with the different promotions I follow they're like a, they're like at a 7 right now they used to have them really high but alright so also according to Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter it's been reported that Sasha Banks and Vince McMahon had a meeting on May 23rd to discuss a return for her very shortly. And from my understanding, the way the report was uh, wrote is uh, basically that they were on good terms. So that's a good thing. 
All right. Now, some people that watch this podcast have already seen this, but I'm reporting this myself. Stephanie McMahon came out with a video on WWE's YouTube channel stating that uh, there she's going to meet with the McMahon, excuse me, with the McMahon family and the board of executives. And they're basically going to come up with some type of reprimand and punishment for Brock Lesnar for the way he acted on Raw. <clears throat> Excuse me. This past Monday, um, uh, you know, I talked about it in the highlights pretty much about how Lesnar still was on his thing trolling. So Stephanie pretty much was you could tell that she was pissed off and. I'm going to use air quotes appalled, but I don't know if there's some type of work angle. We'll see where this goes. All right. Now, it was also stated that um, the SmackDown ratings for Tuesday were slightly up 2.072 from last week, that which was under 2 million viewers. And that's a good thing because I really do enjoy SmackDown. But I was a little disappointed in this week. Last week, I was totally disappointed. That's why the ratings was low. But this, this week, it was a little bit better. Slightly better. All right. Now, have just some unfortunate, not too, too bad news. But um, NXT Rachel Evers, who is the daughter of Paul Ellering, she was um, involved in a automotive accident in a car accident and just so happened she got hit by a drunk driver on her way home from the performance center but she's okay it's just some bumps and bruises but you know she says she thanked god that everything worked out and she was okay and you know they caught the drunk driver and stuff like that all right now it's also been announced and i'll probably um talk more about these matches on the episode uh well when i do the nxt uk and 205 live review but these two matches were announced for the nxt uk coming up in these uh next few weeks now the first match that was announced announced is going to be the british strong style which is tyler Bate, trent seven and pete dunn versus Fabian Artner, Marcel Barthel, and Walter. And also, it was announced next week on NXT UK show that it's going to be the uh, Fatal 4-Way match for the number one contender with Travis Banks, Jordan Devlin, Joseph Coffey, and David Massive. And that's going to be a great match. I'm looking forward to that. All right, so finally, I'm going to end the WWE news with, um, it's been, uh, it was also reported that Kofi Kingston presented the WWE Championship to the president of Ghana on the current four-day tour that he's on in um, South Africa, and I think that's really dope. And I know it seemed like the same move with gender, when he had the bell a couple years ago, we went to India. But I'm glad Kofi has the bell and he's doing his thing and went to Ghana to his home country and show it off and stuff like that. It's a really good look. All right. So, folks, that is all the WWE news for this episode four. Wow. 
we like 71 minutes in, so this going to be a real brief one because the only thing with AEW I'm really just going to do when I come back from break is just go into um, Fighter F- the Fighter Fest card, talk about Fight for the Fallen, and a big announcement that happened at Double or Nothing, and I'll touch into that. Plus, uh, just a couple news tidbits. I'm going to save all the real juicy stuff and everything like that for when I do the uh, Double or Nothing. That'll be um, a smorgasbord with the latest BTE review and stuff like that. So that's why I got to get on my job and watch Double or Nothing. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to watch it Sunday because I'm trying to give you guys their Double or Nothing review by Sunday night. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm definitely going to do that. And I'm going to do the NXT review, too. Um, I'm probably going to do the NXT review because I'm, I'm playing my day out Sunday already. So, But um, let me take this little 45-second break or so and then come back with this AEW news. All right? Peace. Alright, as you can tell, we're back. This is your guy, J-Raw with the J-Raw Wrestling Podcast. Here with episode 5. Uh, it was started out uh, Friday, May 31st, but now it is Saturday, June 1st. So, happy first of the month, everybody. <laughs> Alright, so, just going to be real brief. Um, it's not going to be too in-depth and long i'm gonna save that for when i do you know my review a double or nothing with uh the bte reviews and stuff like that all right so i'm just gonna touch on the uh upcoming cards for the two events they have coming up for one in june and one in july the first one is everybody knows is fighter fest that um kenny omega is hosting in the little gaming tournament uh we have a match between kenny omega and the young bucks versus pentagon jr ray phoenix and uh partner to be announced all right and then you also have the debut of john moxley yes i said that right john moxley is in aew now we'll talk more about that a little bit in the editorial <laughs> And he'll be making his debut against the bad boy, Joey Janela. Then we have Cody going up against Darby Allen. And I've been hearing a lot of news about Darby Allen. I'm going to get around and make sure I check out some of his matches. All right. So next after that, of course, we have Fight for the Fallen. And that's going to be July 13th in Jacksonville. And so far that's been announced is we have a match between Cody and Dusty Dustin Rose versus the Young Bucks. Then you have another match with Kenny Omega going up against Shima. And then you have Brandy Worlds going up against Allie. Now the the big news is that during Double or Nothing weekend, it was announced that all in two aka all out is august 31st at the sears center in chicago illinois the same site where the revolution began <laughs> and so far it's been announced that 
the since well this a mini spoiler but I'm sure everybody probably already seen this up for me but Chris Jericho is um, will face Hangman Page for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship and that should be a amazing match that's going to be a great match because everybody and including me say Hangman is a star in the making so I'm really looking forward to seeing that. All right. So, real quick, speaking of Double or Nothing, it was announced that the estimated buy rate or the drew, the buy rate, it drew 98,000 pay-per-view buys for that event. Yes. that They stated that that was one uh, double or nothing. That's why I got to make sure to watch it and give you guys my review on it. But basically, it was the second highest outside of the um, WWE rated pay-per-view since WCW. And that those numbers, those buy rate, those 98,000 buys are TV and digital buy rates that's included. All right. And I'll touch more on this um, probably in the um, Double or Nothing review. I'll go over not in depth, but pretty much John Moxley did a Dynamite podcast interview on Talk is Jericho that I suggest if you have listened to this podcast, I know you listened to it, but if you didn't i suggest you guys definitely listen to it it was a great it was just as good as the interview that cm punk did when he left a uh wwe it, the only difference is in i i forget the gentleman who shouted me out in the comments but he was the one and if he's listening to this i hope he ain't mad i forgot his name but <laughs> he was the one that that made the mention that CM Punk was more bitter and Dean wasn't and that's what made it great even though Dean just vented his frustration because you know he was just felt he was held out creatively now real quick um also and it's the last little bit of AEW news for tonight is um it's been reported that uh Luchasaurus and Sadie Gibbs are the latest two to be signed there you go. Those two are the latest to be signed to AEW. Once again, that was Luchasaurus and Sadie Gibbs are the last to be signed to AEW. So um, I guess that must be a signal for me to hurry up and wrap this podcast up then. Because I'm getting this nasty feedback hole. There we go. Oh, sorry, folks. Bear with me, little technical difficulties. We're getting it right. There we go. All right. Mic check. There we go. All right. So I'm going to just make this real quick with the editorial for tonight's episode. Um, Pretty much kind of touched into it. And that was the podcast I listened to with um, John Moxley and Chris Jericho. Um, bottom line, I'm just going to say this. You know, the way he went in depth about how Vince McMahon micromanages a lot of things. And, you know, it's tough to just see people be very frustrated 
about something that they're passionate about and being handcuffed that they can't do their art or create their art like they're supposed to. And that's one of the reasons why um, AEW is really going to be a viable competitor towards towards the WWE, excuse me, (laughs) because they're going to have to really, they're going to end up forcing them to really change their ways if not then you know fortunately they're going to be losing a lot it's tough to say because they already got the tv deals and all the money they got from that but you know money isn't everything and that's one of the reasons why dean explained that and why he didn't sign his contract you know but i'm gonna end it real quick tonight's episode i'm not gonna go too more into it with the editorial tonight i want to end it because i am getting a little sleepy brother do gotta get go to work in a couple hours i just wanted to make sure to get this podcast up and you know one thing consistency consistency is the key and that's the one thing i strive to do with the j raw wrestling podcast and also once the one struggle radio podcast jump off will be coming at you very soon shout out to my big bro DJ Hardcore, Hardcore Productions with our showcase tonight. I can say tonight now. Tonight at 700 West Table Road. They can't do it like us. Make sure you guys come out. You know what I'm saying? Real quick, I want to shout out Russell Cave, my bros, um, Ace Porter, Dirty Case, Pat with the Facts, Yasmin, Mike B. Jones. Um, once again, you can go to Cass. C-A-S-T-B-O-X CastBox.FM Dot com Catch tonight's episode Also this episode will be on SoundCloud.com Slash One Struggle Radio Will be on our um, SoundCloud page And you know Very soon I'm going to be making an announcement I'm working I've just been so busy Staying on top Getting these pot Getting this content up for you guys And working on other things And Make another moves plus y'all already know a lot of y'all know i'm a dad and working a full-time job especially i gotta go to job saturday well in a couple hours it is saturday morning but you know yeah so without further ado we're going to end tonight's episode which is the j raw weekly wrestling podcast episode five for may 31st slash june 1st 2019 you guys enjoy your Saturday now, I guess, and take care. And don't forget to look out for the reviews, definitely for the NXT TakeOver. Um, I'll definitely keep you guys posted, but I'm going to have that up for y'all by Monday, my double or nothing review. And also a review of the BTE episode, especially because the new episode come out Monday. So without further ado, I look forward to episode six of the J-Raw Wrestling Podcast. Bring it to you guys on the One Struggle Radio Network. Peace.